Hey everybody, this is Captain Jalel, uh, Star Trek Adventures freelance writer. Uh, my actual name is Troy Matkins, and I have been working with Modifius for about the last six years, uh, doing freelance writing for missions and uh, mission briefs. Uh, Captain Jalel is a character that I play in a Star Trek Adventures game of my own, uh, run by Michael Desmute. Uh, he is the first Romulan starship captain in Starfleet. The missions that I chose for uh, Captain's Log actually stem from my first encounter with Star Trek role-playing, which was with the old Fossa Trek back in the very early 90s, um, with a character named Captain Jordan Knudsen, and his crew aboard the USS Intrepid, which was a refit uh, Constitution class, uh, NCC-1707. Uh, Captain Knudsen is Scottish in descent, was born in uh, shortly before the, uh, you know, the Klingon War, about 2235 is when he was born. Um, was very interested in space exploration, wanted to get out there. Uh, his parents were both accomplished scientists and definitely encouraged him to do so. Um, he graduated from the academy in 2057 and was assigned to a Admiral Sovac at Combat Operations Command, uh, learning you know, fleet tactics and that sort of thing during the final year of the Klingon War. Um, in 2259, he actually joined the crew of the USS Enterprise as a flight controller under Captain Christopher Pike. Uh, that is also where he met a Lieutenant James Kirk, and the two became uh, fast friends, and they shared their love for adventure. Uh, in 2268, uh, Nelson was promoted to the rank of captain. He was given command of the USS Hood. Uh, as captain of the Hood, uh, tragedy struck during the M5 incident, which you may remember from the original series episode, The Ultimate Computer. Um, it was a catastrophic, catastrophic event that resulted in the loss of Nelson's best friend and first officer, uh, Commander Andrew Clark. The incident deeply affected him and changed his, you know, more brash leadership style as well as his personal outlook. Uh, in 2280, 2280, following the refit of the USS Intrepid, uh, Nutson was given command of that ship. And currently in the uh, game, it is 2285 shortly after the events of Star Trek's two and three. Uh, Nudson continues to serve as commanding officer of the USS Intrepid and his late best friend's daughter, Mary, is now serving as a newly minted ensign at the communications station. Now, the Intrepid and its crew went through amazing adventures back in the 90s. And I am thrilled 
to resurrect these characters. I've been sharing them with the friends that first created them. Um, I've been sending them copies of the missions so they could read up and know what's happening to their uh, favorite characters. And I will introduce them now because you'll be seeing much more of them in future episodes. Um, there is Commander Altrock, who is a Vulcan. Um, he had served as both science officer and first officer at one time. Uh, Altrack was played by a friend of mine, um, Bob Treisenberg, and was played very, very well. Uh, in fact, Bob is the one that really got me kind of uh, more into Star Trek than I was. Uh, before I was a passing fan, he really lit the fire, you know, in my heart for Star Trek. So I absolutely tip the hat to him. Um, next in line is uh, Commander Chagusa Samara. And Chagusa Samara is a character created by uh, Jason Schultz and is the chief engineer of the USS Intrepid. He is supremely confident in his abilities, uh, has made the point that the Intrepid is his ship and Nudson is merely borrowing her, you know, in between times where Trigusa has her back and tries to undo everything that Nudson just did. Um, he also plays foil with uh, Commander Altrak. The two of them actually have a fairly close relationship and you will see you know, bickering and bantering between the two of them uh, as the episodes progress. Um, there is uh, Ensign Elisa Escaño. Uh, she is the uh, helmsman for the Pioneer. She is Brazilian. Um, she is, again, young. She's confident. Uh, she's a little hot-tempered. And uh, sometimes... You know, has to be kind of reminded uh, by the captain, you know, that he's in charge and, you know, he knows how things need to be done. But she's an extraordinary pilot, excellent at what she does. Uh, at navigation, we have Ensign Shras Azura, a uh, Andorian. He is capable of doing navigational computations in his head. He's just, he's very, very good at what he does. Uh, he plays off of Escaño extremely well. Uh, the two of them have a very close relationship, and it shows in the way that they interact. Um, again, Ensign Mary Clark at Com. She is fresh graduate from the Academy. She's known Captain Nudson literally all her life. Uh, looks up to him as a father figure, but also with a little bit of hero worship. Um, she has always idolized her dad, uh, does remember, you know, his passing and when Nudson came to tell the family what had happened, but she used that to inspire her. You know, she knew that her father was doing something worthwhile and that's what she wanted for herself. Uh, we have uh, Operations Manager, Lieutenant John Netto, who is actually based on um, my my best friend. 
Uh, he is uh, strong. He's very security-minded, but he's also, you know, a, a technological genius. So he's quite capable of keeping everything else on the Intrepid running that Commander Chigusa isn't. Um, he had been injured in a previous mission and has had his uh, legs below the knees replaced. Um, so he does have, you know, cybernetic components, but he's a fairly recent addition to the uh, Intrepid crew, probably within the last few months. So the crew is still kind of getting the feel for him. Um, Lieutenant Rommel is the most unusual individual on the USS Intrepid. Uh, Attila Rommel is a experiment that should never have happened. Um, there were scientists within the Federation that wanted to create, as many of them do sometimes, a superior warrior. What they did is they took genetic material from Klingons and, they, and genetic material from Vulcans and created a hybrid. Rommel was the only one that was viable and survived. Um, when the operation was found out, uh, it was, of course, shut down by the Federation and Starfleet. Rommel was freed to take whatever course he chose with his life. He was a living being like everybody else. Um, so he chose to enlist in Starfleet. He is the security chief and tactical officer for the USS Intrepid. He has the intellect of a Vulcan the incredible ability to visualize, to analyze, you know, situations, tactics, um, weapons, any of that. But he also has even greater emotional passion than a Vulcan normally would because of his Klingon blood. He does not suppress his emotions the same way that a, that a Vulcan does to the point where they're not seen at all he can be emotional when he wishes uh he does keep them under tight restraint because he knows what he's capable of you know with his physical strength and combat abilities but he is very much a trusted officer and advisor to captain nudson uh lieutenant rommel was uh created and played by my friend uh toby mann so uh, we had a lot of fantastic adventures with him. And, you know, I've, I've been through two episodes so far. I'm working on a third. And these characters have already, you know, taken on their lives and are moving ahead. Um, and that's one thing I want to get to here. Uh, with Captain's Log... You know, the, the bare bones of the book is going to have you create a character, you know, through tables or however you want to do it. That is going to be the central figure of your series, if you will. Now, you can stop there and just have table roles and the, you know, the yes, no matrix for how things go during the course of the adventure where your character is not involved. 
that works just fine. And you're going to be able to write fantastic adventures doing that. Uh, what I have found is as I was building the first first adventure, I ended up finding that I wanted to flesh out the uh, bridge crew. I wanted to know who was where, who was doing what, you know, how it was being done, how long had they been there. So I took the time to create, you know, character sheets for these characters. You know, I had known them in the past, but I had never translated them into Star Trek Adventures. So I went ahead and I did that and gave some thought to their personalities. You know, again, it's not something that you would have to do, but if you're interested in uh, fleshing out your, your crew, your ship, it never hurts to take each character individually and just ask a few questions. Where are they from? What did they do when they were kids? What did they do as they were growing up? You know, maybe who were their parents? You know, all of those questions can point to why this individual decided to take up the incredibly dangerous career of a Starfleet officer. Why would they do that? What motivated them to do that? Were they running away from something? They wanted to prove something? Were they just, you know, hot to be out there and explore on the edge of the frontier, thought it would be exciting, adventurous, that kind of thing? Or did they feel that it was contributing to the greater good of the people of the Federation and science in general? Who knows? Up to you. You know, and, you know, look at the different jobs that these characters do. You know, yes, they have the job on the bridge. You know, first officer, science officer, security officer, whatever you want. But they also have other skills. Why did they have those skills? What made them get those skills? Why did they think it was important to them? You know, and that may lead into values. Now, you know, values are something that, you know, there's a million different possible combinations. But as you start building these characters, you know, fleshing them out, making them three-dimensional, you're going to start understanding what motivates each one. Now, you don't have to do your values right away. And you could roll them on the random chart in the captain's logbook. That's okay, too. But, you know, give it some thought. Why does Why is this person here? Well, that gets a follow-up question of what do they do when they're not on the bridge? Do they have a family that they write home to? Do they have a hobby? Do they like to work out? Um, are they artists? You know, like to play music, paint, whatever. Maybe they like to cook. You know, again, this is something that we see in every Star Trek incarnation. Spock playing his harp. You know, Picard ended up with the uh, flute that he played. You know, um, Cisco was into baseball. And Janeway loved her coffee. You know, maybe that's something that makes that character unique. Do they have 
their go-to beverage. You know, tea, Earl Grey, hot, or, you know, coffee. Uh, my character, Captain Jalel, it's coffee, double cream, double sweet. Boom, that's it. The only other thing he drinks other than that, that we've seen in the episodes, is Romulan Ale, and, well, that's kind of a given. But these people, these characters, you know, are going to be the heart and soul of the stories that you write. One character you don't want to forget is the ship itself. When you create that ship, try to imagine, you know, what that ship has done in its history. You know, if it's a ship like the Intrepid that's been out there for, you know, 20 years or more, it's going to have a history. What happened? Why did it happen? You know, something that makes it unique. Something that somebody in Starfleet would hear the name of that ship and go, oh, yep, that one. You know, just like they do with Enterprise. And you can't tell me that Enterprise is the only well-known ship in Starfleet. So there's that. But, you know, choose a ship that you think is going to fit. You know, your storytelling style, the crew that you are creating, the stories that you want to tell, and flesh her out. You know, the stories that you tell are going to be so much better for the little extra time that you spend. You know, for me, um, I published my first novel probably almost 20 years ago now. So I've been a writer for a long time. I tend to write things out as short stories, novels, whatever. And my primary Star Trek Adventures game with Captain Jalel, uh, run by Michael Dice Mute, is a play-by-post written game. And those episodes are then edited by Michael into novel format and posted on the internet for people to read. Now, you may not want to do that. That's okay too. But I know that most of you are going to at least want to go back sometime in the future and relive those moments, relive those adventures, those times when you went, wow, that was a Star Trek moment or that was an epic moment or man I don't know how we got out of that one or that really hit my character hard there's going to be moments like that you're going to want to go back to relive those uh, believe me in the almost four years that I played Captain Jalel, I have wept real tears I have laughed I have pondered decisions and best of all I've made friends in real life you may not have that opportunity I hope and pray that sometime you will but now is your chance to step into the final frontier make it what you want it to be and the sky is the limit the only thing that can limit you is your imagination you've got an entire universe out there use it
Now, I'll leave you with a little bit of a uh, story. Um, probably one of the most intense moments I've ever had in role-playing, and I've been gaming for 40-plus years. Uh, uh, Captain Jalel was still Commander Jalel at the time, his first officer, and uh, Captain Belana Torres, you'll remember her from Voyager, uh, had been taken off of the ship, and, and the uh, Pioneer was under severe attack. And we got to the point where we'd been beaten up pretty bad. There wasn't really any way to escape. And Jalel wasn't going to leave without Torres. And they got a transmission from one of the attacking ships that said, you know, if you drop your shields and surrender now, you know, I promise you and your crew will be well treated. If you don't, the blood of your crew is on your hands and something about that hit me you know I'm responsible for every soul on this ship if I fight we can't win and we'll die if I surrender there's a chance however remote that we'll be able to escape and we'll be able to live on and I gave probably the hardest command I've ever had to give. And I remember to this day, just saying, Ensign, lower the shields and signal our surrender. And I just remember the next word from another crew member was, what? And that's where the episode ended. Michael ended it on a cliffhanger. And, you know, yeah, you, you, I wanted to wring his neck at the moment, but it was epic. It was something that grabbed hold of you and you wanted to remember. It was, that was Star Trek. That was the moment where you had that decision, you had that job, whatever it was, and you made it. Those are the moments that these stories this game is based on we've had you know beautiful private moments you know captain jalel has you know found a wife he's got a, a an infant son you know he thought he had lost the man that's his first officer now and now that man is back with a family of his own you know all of these come together to tell these stories don't limit yourself. That's all I have to say. Do not limit yourself. So I will let this go. Uh, we're coming up on 25 minutes. I will bid you a good evening, afternoon, morning, however you're listening to this. And Jolan True. Until next time.